What's happening, friends? Hope you had a good weekend. We did. We had a great weekend. Oh, Mike D., our head writer, one of our producers, he uh, was married. Look at this guy. He got married before me. Shocking. Mike D. never had a girlfriend. <laughs> that is shocking. You're right. Shocking. I remember, and he'll be in later on, but I remember talking to him, and the bet was who was going to get married first, Mike D. or myself. Mike D.'s also 12 years younger than I am, and I never had a girlfriend, and, you know, I went to him. They said, I said, hey, I know they were betting on it, but I'm proposing in like two weeks, buddy. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'm proposing like two days from now. <laughs> oh, come on. Got him. So, yeah, Mike D got married. We'll talk to him all about the wedding coming up. Uh, we're, we're hoping the mail today delivers us chocolate-covered cicadas. You're hoping. Yes, we spin the wheel. That's the plan. If When it's dropped off, we will oh, eat them. Boy. Hopefully that's this morning. So I hope you guys are good. I'm, I'm pumped to be back here this week. Let's get started now with a little something we call... It's the Good News Countdown. Counting down the biggest good news stories across the land. Let's go number five. Number five. A pregnant mom saved three kids from drowning in Lake Michigan when they got caught up in a rip current. Again, she's pregnant. Wow. Here's Alyssa DeWitt breaking down the rescue. I ran to the edge of the pier and they couldn't even keep their heads above the water at that point. I laid down over the side of the pier. I pulled every single one of them out up over that pier wall. I don't know how I did it, but I did. I truly believe that I was meant to come here. Crazy. Wow. Crazy by itself. Also, she's pregnant when she did it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Let's go. Number four. A five-year-old girl in Kentucky started selling lemonade to buy a toy for her brother who was in the hospital. Word got out. A bunch of cops, a bunch of firefighters came by. She made over $1,300. So now, she says, she might buy him three toys. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's right. (laughs) Next up. Number three. The ASPCA says the vast majority of pets adopted during the pandemic have not been returned. We started to hear stories about them coming back, but that was immediate. And they're like, hey, listen, 90% of the dogs, 85% of the cats are still in the homes that adopted them. And you're talking about record adoption rates during the pandemic. So thank God people found them, loved them, loved the animals. A lot of people got, a lot of people, a lot of animals got adopted. Just, just well, in a, a way, the, maybe people got adopted well, to cool buy too. their animals. Okay. Like the, <laughs> oh, God, I see what you're saying. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they saved them. You got it. There mm-hmm. you go. Number two. A nine-year-old and his family found $5,000 under the floor mat of the family's used SUV. Landon Melvin was gifted 1000 bucks of the money when he returned the cash to the original owners. Love that. Here's Landon and his father breaking down the whole situation. I was cleaning my dad's car out, and then when I looked under the floorboard, I found a package. I start calling my wife. Hey, babe, you got to come check this out. And that's when we dump it on the bed. Just money falls out all over the bed. I immediately thought, I need to find out who this belongs to. Thousand bucks is a good, really good reward for five thousand dollars. For sure. Number one. An eleven-year-old in Florida says the TV show Law and Order SVU not only helped her escape a would-be kidnapper, but also helped her identify him. Police found the man with the blue paint and slime all over his arm that she had hit him with. It's because she had a toy. And here's eleven-year-old Alyssa explaining exactly what happened. The man holding the knife. Came towards me and I tried to run, but he caught me. I was able to get the slime onto his upper arm and I think a little bit onto his lower. But I knew that that might be better evidence 
Or if the cops do find them. Yeah, she what? smashed the slime yeah. on Evidence, crazy. I love that. And the craziest part of all of this isn't the kidnapping or the slime. It's that an 11-year-old watches Law & Order SVU. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Good News Countdown. Let's go over and open up that mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby Bones. Me and my boyfriend have been living together since I moved in last year. He gave me free reign over the interior decorating. The current problem is that we can't agree on the placement of the TV in the living room. The way the room is set up has a fireplace sticking out in the center of the room, and the TV is off in the corner at an angle at the moment. It looks awkward. It's unappealing. It's hard to see from everywhere. With the room set up, there's only one wall the TV can go on. Now, I've mentioned mounting it over the fireplace, but he's expressed strong opinions against the TV being the focal point of the room. (laughs) What are your thoughts on the TV being centered in the room as the focal point? Is it tacky? I don't know how to even find a compromise on this. Any ideas or thoughts would be greatly appreciated. Thank you, Tori. Hmm. I'm a big TV's focal point in the living room. I am. It is. Because it is. Unless you're fancy and you read books at night, or you're (laughs) Abraham Lincoln, and you're not fancy and you're just in the 1800s, the TV's the focal point in the living room. I don't know any other way. But you know what else is? The fireplace. And I feel like the fireplace needs to be the same place where the TV is. Great. Well. Then mount it on top of that's, it. That's what I feel. Yeah. I, I, my TV's above my fireplace. And here's the thing that I would, you could go counter with him on is that when you have it in such an awkward place, it becomes the focal point because you're like, what's that weird box over there in the corner? Like Great it's point. not hiding out. But if you put it above the fireplace, then it kind of blends in. Yeah. And the fireplace is still the pretty part. But then you just have this beautiful box above it. We're all focal point, right? <laughs> yeah. How can you not be? It's less bizarre. of an eyesore. He's a weirdo. Yeah. I'd re- reconsider. He sounds like a psycho killer. Oh, like get rid of him? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd pull on that, that string on that sweater because you don't know what's going to happen if you keep pulling. No, it's focal point. Play this for him on a podcast. The TV is the focal point of the living room. Unless he's like anti-TV. And then just don't turn it on. It's going to, bl- trust me, once he sees it mounted there, he'll be like, oh, this all blends and makes more sense. And now we don't have that eyesore in the corner. And you can always turn on that channel where there's a fireplace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have like double, double fire. Double sure. fireplace. <laughs> Sometimes you can do fish. You do the fishy bowl swimming, swimming. <laughs> I've seen that. Okay. This is an easy one for us. You are right, Tori. TV, focal point in the living room. Thank you. Close that mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the phone right now is Stu, who is in Pennsylvania. Hey, Stu, what's going on? Hey, so I have a little bit of a situation I'm in, and I need some advice from y'all. Okay. My wife wants to get my nine-year-old son a cell phone. She says we got to get up with the times, and all the kids nowadays have them, and he really wants one. But I'm against it. I'm kind of where Eddie's at, where I want him to be older in life. But she's really pushing the issue now, so I kind of need y'all's advice on what I should do. Well, as someone with no kids, I'll go first. (laughs) Uh, Because this is a debate between you and your wife, too. Aside from if your son should have the cell phone, this is something, it's like an eternal, an internal struggle in the house. I think there's some compromise here. Is it a prepaid cell phone with only three numbers in it and he can't call everybody else? You know, I think it's more than just giving the kid an iPhone and going, here you go, kid, have at it. I think it's like Amy's done. It's get your kid at whatever age when this becomes an issue, a tool to learn rather than a tool to actually, you know, chop their foot off. 
Right. So with my kids, we started off with a watch that can make phone calls, and you can also track them on it. So that's pretty cool. Not like my kids were going anywhere without me, but it was a cool feature to have. So there are so many options out there to where you can still have a way to communicate and check in with your kid, and they can feel safe and check in with you, but it doesn't have to be an iPhone Mm -hmm. or something like that. It doesn't have to be free reign to the world. Let's go, Eddie. Yeah, come on. So, I mean, I'm still with it. Like, my kid is 13 years old. He just got an iPhone this year, so... And I still regret it a little bit. I mean, still, I just feel like if I could have pushed it back a few more years, I would. You would want him to be 16 without a phone? 16 when he's driving. I still think, even though my son at 13 has a phone, I would wait till 16. Because then then you really want to know where he is, checking in as he's driving. 13, he still is, in my eyes, sometimes not responsible enough to have an iPhone. Yeah. But don't you build responsibility through having a little bit of responsibility? Yes, and that's what I'm learning by him having the phone now. But still, deep inside of me, I wish I would have waited a couple of years. I mean, you guys realize I'm talking out of my butt, right? I don't have kids, right? Right. But I, I'm just, I am. I'm just. But, but you're also neutral about it, you know? Okay. Yeah, I, I think yes. For nine, you start with something like the watch or simple, or I'll let you know there is a phone too. My daughter's. 13, actually, she's 14 now. Can't believe it. Uh, and she has a Gab phone, but that's something that she got in that 13, 14 age range. And uh, that w- has worked really well for us. It's a it's a phone. They can text and do certain things, but there's no social media or anything like that. But it looks kind of like an iPhone. So for her, I think she feel because a lot of her friends honestly do have phones like that. And so it, it's not it's not like a, a kid looking type toy phone. You know what I mean? Stu, there are three of us that answered this. Two of us feel like the kids shouldn't just get a phone and go, here you go, kid. Take a run at it. Mm-hmm. It's There should be some step that leads to another step that leads to a step getting to a phone. And so I, I, that's where we fall in that there's probably something that can help your kid, one, feel like he's reachable at any time by you and his mom and also give him a little bit of responsibility. But two, you can't just get, can't give him a phone phone. So that's how we feel here. How do you feel about that? Oh, actually, that clears up a lot. It gives me more stuff to kind of talk to my wife about. And I think we'll start small and then work our way up to that phone. I like it. Hey, remember to stay married, okay? Yeah. Oh, trust me, I will. (laughs) (laughs) And then just so you know, it's the watch I got my kids was the Gizmo watch. Okay. All right. We'll look that up then. Appreciate you, Stu. Have a good have a good day. All right, y'all too. Thank you. There he is. Old Stu. Good guy. Old Stu from Pennsylvania. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Dolly Parton announced that her Dollywood is coming back in full force after the pandemic, including some new additions. She shared they're working on a $500 million expansion, which will create the Heartsong Lodge and Resort. It's expected to be finished by 2023. Carrie Underwood, John Party, Kip Moore, Josh Turner, and Lauren Elena are just a few of the country artists who are participating in offering video greetings through the app Cameo. The proceeds are going to ACM's Lifting Lives COVID-19 Response Fund and range from $15 to $1,000 depending on the artist. Fans can book a greeting until June 30th. Dylan Scott's song Nobody just went number one and he shared that his wife Blair loved the song right away. I remember playing that one for and I could tell that there was something a little more special about this one. I kind of felt it already. And I usually don't feel that way about my own music that I write. I'm, I'm kind of hard on it. Like, I have to I live with it for a couple of weeks, but I knew there was something with this song and I mean, she loved it from the from the moment she heard it. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. 
It's a good one. An Alabama teen who's joining the military cut his hair and he's donating it to be made into wigs for kids battling cancer. His name's Kieran. That doesn't like haircuts. Hadn't had one about six years. Dang. Wow. Long, long time. Hair. Like some people grew their hair out over COVID and it was really long. <laughs> and that was like a year. Imagine six years. He decided to get the big chop when he got the call from the U.S. Air Force Academy with the news that he had been accepted. Dang. So along with donating his locks, he started a fundraiser to benefit St. Jude Children's Hospital called Kieran's Curls for Cancer. 19 inches was cut off his hair. The recent high school grad was inspired to help families dealing with cancer after losing a friend of the disease when he was in eighth grade. Donations poured in. He's raised over $30,000. That's Amazing. really cool. Lunchbox had his hair. He grew his hair off and he cut it off. <laughs> and how, lo- how long was that? Uh, a year and three months. How long was the hair? Uh, like all the way back down to my shoulders, 14 inches. And he cut it and they wouldn't accept it. Yeah. <laughs> He said Why? it was like too dirty or something. Yeah. Got nothing. Well, he sent it off and then he never got his certificate or something. Oh, we thought oh. they used it to clean up the oil spill. Yeah, we thought oh. they just threw it out in the ocean. They made mops out of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a good story. I don't know, Karen, if you'll ever hear this. That's that's great, man. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. So here's the latest viral audio illusion. That's what they call it. Remember Laurel and Yanny? Because <laughs> a clip and you would either hear it say, go, Laurel or Yanny. Here you go. Here's the clip. Laurel. Laurel. Which I hear Yanny easily. Not right even, now? Oh, yeah. Like oh, that, I just heard Laurel. That to me is so Yanny <laughs> that I look at people who go Laurel and go, what are you smoking? Uh, but you heard Laurel, right? I just heard Laurel. Who's, who heard Yanny? Just me? Who well, heard, there I you heard go. Laurel. Laurel. Wow. Play it again. Laurel. Morgan, what'd you hear? I heard Laurel. <gasps> yeah. Man, what's wrong with you? What are you are drinking? Are lying? <laughs> No, all, all I hear is Yanny. That's crazy. Let me I, think of the word Laurel, and, though, and see if I hear okay. it. Laurel. I still hear Yanny. I, wow. I, and I tried to hear Yanny, and I heard Laurel. Wow. Okay, so, but that's the old one. Here is the new one. It's a seven-second clip. Write your answer down on what you hear. You got it. Okay, go. What? <laughs> what are they what? saying? Are they- One of the things that people are saying, they think, is Bart Simpson bouncing. No. Now, that's not it, but here you go. Do it again. I got it. Okay. I, I got it. Do you think you heard it? I, I didn't hear the Bart Simpson. No, but I, but I think I have the, the actual thing. Yeah. I think it's a British thing, too. It's, it sounds like Or like, like Irish, it. right? Something in another country. Play it again. I got it. <laughs> and I get it, too. You do? Yeah, yeah. Like the I, words I have don't make any sense. Oh, really? Uh-uh. And I don't have the answer. I'm just going by my, by my gut here. Okay, everybody have some written down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Who thinks they have it? I think I have it. I feel like I have it. Yeah. Morgan, what do you have? That is embarrassing. Yeah. That is embarrassing. Eddie? Oh. I have lots is in Martian. Oh. I have- lots is in, in Martian. Lunchbox? That is in Partson. In Partson. Okay. Bartese, Barse. Bartese, Barse. Oh, Bartese, Barse. Okay. Interesting. Morgan, we're the only two with real words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is embarrassing is what I think it's saying. Do it again. Bartese, Barse. Bartese, yeah. And they're definitely Irish yeah, or something. That, or that's a embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Yeah, that, uh, it, it, <laughs> what made me think about it was obviously this is some sort of like sports event. And what do you yell out like uh-huh. that? Oh. So what's the answer, Scoop Steve? That is embarrassing. Hey! That is embarrassing. Hey, nice nice job. Wow. Well, other, but now I still feel like a freak because I heard Yanny in that other <laughs> clip and all you guys heard Laurel. 
I'm not messing with you guys, I promise. You promise? I promise. That's so weird. Let's go over to Anonymous, and they are calling from Florida. Anonymous, how are you? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. What can we, as a room, as a group of your friends, hopefully, uh, help you with? All right. Well, I got a little dilemma. Um, My wife and I were talking the other night, and we've been together for five years, married for a little over two, and... um, we got on the subject of children again, and whenever we first got together, we mutually agreed that we wanted a family. <clears throat> and um, now, almost five years later, she's saying that she doesn't know if she wants kids anymore, and I still want kids. And we've talked about it, you know, and I just don't know what to do. Looking for some advice. So at the beginning of it, <laughs> oh, you wanted to have kids, and now she may not. You know, what I hear, though, first of all, she may not. She didn't say she does not, right? So I still think there's that door still cracked a little bit. You know, if she'd said, no, I'm out, I think this is a slightly different conversation. Well, where do you think she really lies on this? Do you think she just doesn't want to and she's just kind of, you know, being cautious with your feelings here? Um, No. Uh, she's a very um, nervous kind of person. You know, she uh, the, the whole having a baby and being on, you know, things that could go wrong. She's that type of person, so she's always kind of uh, nervous about stuff like that. And plus, she's getting on up in age, as I am. I mean, I say that. We're almost 40, but childbearing age. So she's she's worrying about, you know, the, the things that could go wrong with having a child later in life. I mean, I don't think she's completely close to it, but I never thought she would, you know, give me this. She doesn't know if she wants kids anymore. And now, again, I'm also hearing she doesn't want kids. I'm hearing she's scared. She's, she, it's not about not having kids. I'm hearing she's scared for herself, for the kids, for the complications, that it's not about the children. Right? You with me? You guys still with yes. me? Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a good sign, too, because I think the key here is for her to get educated, and not good or bad or right or wrong, but just to have the education on what actually is going to happen if she's 40 years old and she has kids. You know, it, it can be done. And there are other ways except for just having kids out of your woo-woo. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Eddie's a testament to that and to having actual biological children and then having foster kids, which yes. you're hope, hoping to adopt. Of course. So you hear his story. What do you say to him? Yeah, I think you're right on, on that. She It does sound like she's more worried than anything. And I think there's just uh, something, and I don't know what he needs to do or how he's going to do it, but he just needs to um, reassure her that, she can be okay, that it'll be okay, that sh- there's nothing to worry about with having kids. And, the, and then find some stories or people that you know that have been through that situation that can help her feel a little more comfortable with wanting to move forward with having kids. But yeah, the alternative for being a foster parent is there. That's, I, to me, I think that's great because then you have the sense of what it's like to have a kid. Um, and then uh, maybe that can eventually, too, lead to adoption. So, yeah. I think, again, education is the key here. I have had people talk to her about what's going to happen to her if she does get pregnant at 40. And like Eddie said, people that have also been pregnant in their mid-30s yeah. all the way up. I mean, heck, I'm 41, but for me, I'm a guy. It's unfair, but I can let it rip for another 25, 30 years if I wanted to <laughs> yeah. and have babies. Women aren't able to do that. And, again, it's completely unfair. So... I also think it's you just reassuring her, too, that regardless of what happens, like, you are with her and you guys are doing this together. That's it. Amy, your thoughts? Um, Well, I think I hear that there's 
probably you said tip she's it may not be just around this she has anxious about other things in life and so I would say if she could talk to someone about that stuff and get to the root of some of the fear that she has around anything like what's causing her to be anxious and work through some of the root issues there and then it may show her like oh I can do this so maybe just encouraging her to talk to someone or maybe a, a professional a therapist if that's even possible. I know for some people it's not, but maybe it is for her because it sounds like there's something deeper that needs to get worked through. Yeah, I think the good news here, I think we're all on the same page. The good news here, it doesn't sound like she hates kids and doesn't want to have kids mm-hmm. straight up. It doesn't sound like I just don't want kids. It sounds like I am fearful of what could happen to me and us if we have kids. And I think that's easier to work through than I hate children. Especially right. if you want kids. And then if it does turn to that, then y'all both need to go see a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I, right. <laughs> I mean, because that's a huge thing. Like that is, I yeah, to go for, do a, a, a 180 like that, if that, that's going to be a lot. I, I just don't hear a 180. Mm-hmm. I don't hear yeah. her going at one point, I want kids. No, I don't want kids. I hear her being more, a little more scared now and just needing someone. And we all need someone at times to put their arm around us or hold her hand and and walk us through incredibly uncomfortable or scary situations. And I think this is one of those instances where you've got to be completely supportive and you've got to uh, proactively pursue some uh, people, doctors, and make her feel as – because it's it's never going to be easy. If you had a kid at 22, it ain't easy. That's right. If you have a kid at 42, it ain't easy. <laughs> Just right. for different reasons. Yeah. you have a kid at 22, you're broke. You're like, how do we make this work? It's never easy. So it's never easy. That's why I never, I mean, I never, I was scared to death to have kids until now when I found the person and I'm like, okay, I was scared of being put in the same cycle I was in. So I was like, I don't know. I, I want to have kids, but I never can see it happening until, but I now I'm like, all right, let's go. Like I feel, feel good. So let us, we are your biggest cheerleaders right now. I wish I knew this person's name. Anonymous, we're your biggest cheerleaders. We think by listening to your story that there is a lot of growth that's going to happen here, but it's up to you to do the growing. You got to pursue this and and not make her feel attacked or or make her feel like she's less than or disappointing you, but also know that she's going through something. I think that's the key there. All right, do you, how you cool. feel about that? I feel good, man. I appreciate it. And uh, if if she needs some double reassuring, I'll let her listen to the podcast and be like, "Look, Bobby said he's not an expert, but it's true, <laughs> right? Not expert. We're not. Give him Lunchbox's cell phone number two one zero three. Yeah. All right. Hey, thank you for your call. We're rooting for you. We're rooting for both of you guys. Regardless of what happens with this, you know, I hope you guys go and uh, you talk to somebody. You live happily ever after. You get help. And I hope you have some kids, man. I appreciate that, man. Thanks for the advice. All right. Yeah. See you later. Nice job, team. I think we just saved Good another stuff. couple of lives out there. Let's go over to Morgan number two and do a little food world. It's time for Food World, num num num, with Morgan number two. An ice cream shop that's at three different places in Arizona dropped a new flavor. It's a dill pickle flavor. And the whole reason they decided to do this is because the owner was craving it during her pregnancy four years ago. So she's like, well, I'll bring it back now for some people who might actually like it. I think until I had a a dill pickle slushy or snow cone, I'd have been like, that's disgusting. But it oddly is a pretty good flavor. I think dill pickle ice cream would be interesting. Not a lot of people are going to buy it unless they're just trying it out. I dare you to get that ice cream. <laughs> but what's it called? A Piccadilly? 
dill pickle. No, oh, no, a piccadilly is the snow cone. It's yeah. a Mexican mm-hmm. snow cone. Oh, yeah, it's delicious. That it's strawberry and pickles, and they put pickles in it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Ugh. but they had a whole stand. And I said, well, if they have a whole stand, they got to be making money. You don't have a stand to lose money. Dude, we were eating those every day. Remember that? Yeah. Eddie and I would stop by the Piccadilly stand and get <laughs> one every day. day. Yeah, so weird, yes. But I bet it tastes pretty good. Does anyone hate pickles here? I. You do. So it's, to you, it sounds terrible. Yeah, I can't. Remember? Threw up a pickle in sixth grade pep squad. <laughs> I <laughs> never remember that. There's a lot of stuff I do remember because I'm like, that would be useful to hold I on to. I tell it a few times a year. Yeah. I was in pep squad. I ate one of those big pickles. Then my mom was driving me home. Oh, the big pickle in high school. We had a pullover yes. on the side of the road. I was in sixth grade and I threw it all up. And then I have not really been able to eat a pickle since. I never liked a big pickle from the concession stand. And when, I love pickles. When I was in middle school, I would just eat the middle of the pickle. I would make a big hole in the middle and that was it. And I would throw the rest away. That's how I ate pickles. So weird. Weird. Yeah, I would never get the, I'd never get the bag pickle. I would always get the Frito pie though. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like where they just cut the top off the Frito pie. <laughs> Yeah, no, the, bag, some, the bag of chips. Yeah, chili. Yeah, yeah, t- yeah. The there. top of the chips, and then pour some chili in there, and give you a plastic spoon. Mm-hmm. Sour cream mm-hmm. cheese. Yep. So, uh, I didn't go all that. <laughs> what? Maybe a little of cheese, but I didn't go no sour cream. Wow. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So I have a little thing you can do if you want people to like you. You got to look them directly in the eye. According to psychologists, looking directly at someone says to them on an unconscious level. I see you. I recognize you. But here's the deal. You got to keep it to a few seconds because studies also show that making eye contact for over two seconds with a stranger or over five seconds with someone you know can get a little uncomfortable. Yeah, that lingering eye contact gets creepy. You just wonder what's up. Mm-hmm. You know, even if Kayla's like looking into my eyes for a long time, I'm like, what did I do? Like, yeah. why am I in trouble? It's something like that. Have you and Caitlin ever done an exercise where you sit like in front of each other like crisscross applesauce and just sit there and stare at each other no maybe even (laughs) you put your hand on her heart she puts her hand on your heart and then you just stare no just try it no why I'm good we're good stuff will come up it's crazy I don't know how it happens but it does I did that once at yoga with our friend Jackie and I started crying right there in front of class like it's a it's an exercise like it pulls things out you should try it it between might the, be uncomfortable. The birds and the yoga act. Yeah, yeah. This was years ago. I haven't yeah. done yoga in a long time. But anyway, just a little thing. If you, you want people to like you. cried in yoga class because oh, of that? Oh, I've cried in yoga multiple times. Have you ever just been laying in savasana <laughs> and you start crying? No. Are you sure? I'm positive. Wow. Okay. Well, sometimes things just hit you when you're, you, like, you you're doing things that help relax you. So one in nine people have seen a physical fight break out over a board game. And the game that causes the most fights is Monopoly. Mm. And, like, there's some people that were part of the study that say they've had to ban certain games in their home because of physical fights. And the top games are Monopoly, Uno, Sorry, Scrabble, and Jenga. I am a person who loves game night, but I'm also someone who usually gets into it. Not physically. Oh. But, but like, what happens? Verbally? People, nah. When people start cheating, I, don't, I won't have it. Okay, that's what really gets you. Well, yeah. usually somebody always cheats in game night. Always. Somebody's no, always yeah. cut. And you're like, well, what are you doing? Like, I'm competing like I'm about to win a scholarship. <laughs> like, I, Kayla knows that I need to get my competitive cup filled in something. And sometimes it's like a game or a game night. And I'm overly competitive. And so I can definitely see how people. One time, my friend Jennifer, and we were living in Austin, we had played Trivial Pursuit. And we got into such a fight by the end of the game that I don't think we talked for three months. Oh, my. Three months? Three months. 
What? But she wasn't cheating. I don't remember. She? That's the thing. Who knows? Oh, so that sounds like it was a really important <laughs> I don't fight. think it was cheating at all. I think we probably just got into a fight about whose turn it was or something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, uh, three months. Like, push We should me. have a game hey, night one push night. me. I will hold a grudge forever. No. After hearing that, Amy, I don't think we should have game night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so, Bobby, do you remember anything from when you were three years old? <laughs> think hard. I, I have no memories before five. Yeah, I think that's probably the same for a lot of us. One of my friends, though, swears he, he remembers coming out of his mom. Yeah, that's can't he be swe- true. And he's not kidding. He swears <laughs> it. I don't remember anything before my fifth birthday. Yeah. I do remember my fifth birthday, but nothing before it. Well, there is a three-year-old, and here's to hoping she remembers her third year of life. Her name is Bridget, and she is set to perform at Carnegie Hall. And here's a clip from a piano recital at her home earlier this year. Now, if you were to say this was a 19-year-old, you'd be like, uh... You'd be like, okay. Uh, yeah. How did she get in? But she's three. <laughs> now, talk about that, Eddie, with a three-year-old, because you've had yeah. a few three-year-olds yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, 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 sure. And and I have a two-year-old now, so, I mean, he, he'll be three soon. I, that's amazing. Like, uh, that is talent. I feel, though, if there was a th- toddler Olympics, my two-year-old would be in it, because... Like a shot put. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. My two-year-old can throw, like, anything across a room, and he's two. What about piano? No, no, no chance. No, no, no. Well, Bridget (laughs) will become one of the youngest people to ever play on the historic stage. So, pretty cool. And then, do we have a fun fact about someone on our show? Well, I was going to bring up that Abby was saying back up at Carnegie Hall. Right, Abby, our phone screener? I did. Looking back, it's so random. but What what happened? So, I'm from Wichita, and I was in eighth grade, and there's, like, this... There was a really country, like a country western group, right? They were called the Prairie Rose Wranglers. And they invited us to go with them to New York, Carnegie Hall. And we all had matching like cowboy boots, Wranglers jeans, like western button up like that uh, like Garth Brooks would wear and matching cowboy hats. And we sang on Carnegie Hall. What'd you <laughs> sing? Like they had their own songs. Like I'm talking like way back western, mm-hmm. not, you know, like country is now. Did people come to that show? Oh, yeah. I mean, like all of our families and it was like... A full crowd. I think it was sold out. We're gonna go with that. Sold out Carnegie Hall. That's, That's really cool. cool. And how many yeah. of you guys sang backup? Like thirty. It was like a big group, but it was fun. It was so random. And what was the group though? What am I missing here? Who who were these other singers? So it was all middle school students. Mm-hmm. Like they just asked us to go along and be like their little background choir. Did I you guess. fly to New York? Was, yeah, we like flew and everything. It Dang. was awesome. And then we went to another place after. We he they kind of went on this tour. It was called the Great American Cowboy Tour, and we went to China too. China? <laughs> you went to China? We sang, we sang on the Great Great Wall of China. Oh, dude, she's done more than us. <laughs> what is happening? It was so funny. They paid for thirty of you guys to go to China and sing on the Great Wall. Actually, we had to pay. Yeah, they didn't oh, pay, pay for, for us. Yeah, oh. but I was like, I'm going. That's a, what? That's amazing. And everybody wanted pictures with us. I was like, this is so. I'll be saying on the Great Wall of China. Amazing. And Carnegie Hall. (laughs) You have any other fun facts while you're here? It's the people who aren't on the air as much have the greatest stories. (laughs) Like Scuba Steve comes on, it's like, oh, here's a nine more fantastic stories. I don't know what can top that right now. That's That's pretty cool. Let's just leave it there. Ask in this moment. All right, Abby, thank you. (laughs) She'll go back to the phones. Amy will come back to you. Go ahead. Well, uh, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. And this is a story of hope. The East Alabama Humane Society had this four-year-old little pit bull mix that just could not get adopted. 
But finally, a couple came in and adopted Rudy. He had been there for 853 days. So that's so a very long time. Almost three years. Mm-hmm. And the family that adopted him, I mean, this dog's going to have so much fun because they've got six kids, three other dogs, a turtle, two frogs, and some fish. And they had a farm. Yeah. <laughs> so he was adopted by a loving family. So just a reminder, if you're looking for a dog. Man, good for that family for taking that dog. Because mm-hmm. they could have got there and had seen this dog. had been there for almost three years. and been like, well, there's a reason this dog hasn't been adopted. We're just going to go to the next one. Yeah. Well, they did a profile on the dogs. They're like, gosh, I mean, all these other animals are getting adopted. But this poor Rudy, been about, yeah, 853 days. So that, that caught their attention. And that's what inspired them to go pick up Rudy. Yeah. And good for... Them for just wanting to adopt, period. Kids, animals, that's let's right. go. T- we're yeah. a team, team adoption here. All right, that's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Hey, studio. Um, I actually have a morning corny for Amy. What do you call a laughing motorcycle? A Yamaha. <laughs> have a great day, guys. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. A laughing motorcycle, Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Amy, your turn. Here we go. The morning corny. What do you call a typo on a headstone? What do you call a typo on a headstone? A grave mistake. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that was the morning corny. You also had to follow Yamaha, ha, 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 which was pretty which good. I know it's a hard That's one to follow. One. Let's talk to Karen in Florida. That's right. Hey, Karen, how tough is it being named Karen these days? <laughs> well, it it kind of made me laugh when you guys were talking about that because I'm Karen. I try not to think about it. My daughter is Alexis, and then I remember through this whole Karen thing, I, I feel like I remember there started to be a Ken thing. Don't be a Ken. And my brother's Ken, and his wife is Barbie. So no what? way. What? Aside from don't yeah. be a Ken, just Ken and Barbie. <laughs> How did crazy. that happen? Whoa. Yeah, I, and that's and she's not like Barbara. No, Barbie. So their whole life, they've dealt with the Ken and Barbie thing. So it just kind of made me laugh. That's hilarious. I mean, you just got yeah. jumped, Karen, which would have been funny to talk about, got jumped by Ken and Barbie. Big time. That's and her wild. daughter being Well, Alexa. I have two cousins named Mickey and Minnie. Okay. It's, it's a whole thing. Okay. They get messed with all the time. <laughs> I feel like I need to know more about how Ken and Barbie got together. And did they feel like they should be together? Yeah. If, were there kind of sparks? And they were like, I don't know, we are Ken and Barbie. We should, like, what was their story? They met in high school, like, years ago, years and years ago. And they've been together for, gosh, probably 50 years. And do you feel the Karen... Uh, negativity at all or is that just something you read in the news and you're like ha 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 yeah I kind of just laugh about it I mean I I hope I'm never that person um, so I, it, I don't really think about it until I hear people talk about it you know and I'm like oh yeah that's, that's my name maybe I should uh, use my middle name but um, I, yeah I don't I don't think about it a whole lot honestly um, I think if your name's Karen and you are that kind of person maybe it's a different story I don't know but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. <laughs> well, appreciate that call. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Yep. Thanks, you guys. Have a good day. All right. See you later. Let's go to Tracy, who is listening in Texas. I have a sister. She's a twin sister. Her name is Stacy. And um, my wife's name is also named Tracy. Your name is Tracy and your wife's name is Tracy? Yes. It's going to get confusing. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, you're Tracy. Your wife's Tracy. And you're somebody is Stacy. Your twin sister? My sister. 
My twin sister, uh-huh. Tracy, Tracy, Stacy, go ahead. And then she has a cousin that lives right directly across the street from us named Tracy. Oh, three Tracy. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm sorry, his name is Stacy. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> See, you're confused, too. <laughs> We're all running, sir. We're chasing our tail here. Go ahead. So when you put us all in the room and you have a conversation and you have two two Stacys and two Tracys and they're all talking back and forth, yeah. you just kind of know, after 30 years, you just kind of know who you're talking to, you know? Yeah, the only yeah. thing missing here is literally Jerry Springer. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, hey, Tracy, thank you very much for that call. Appreciate you. Okay, thank you. Let me play you this voicemail from over the weekend. Hey, Bobby, I just wanted to call in and congratulate Mike D on his wedding. Also, just a little tidbit of advice. I saw everyone's Instagram stories and I saw the whole thing unfold with Raimundo. It's really unfortunate, but don't let that take away from Mike D's big day. So if you could avoid talking about that on air, that would be great. Well, we'll avoid talking about it right now, but <laughs> no, next hour, the second segment, it's what, what we're going to focus on. I'll wait till the kids get to school, but you can't not talk about Raymundo absolutely going berserk at Mike D's wedding. Ray, I was, well, I posted a, a thing on Instagram where I was interviewing Ray in the airport, like a press conference after that the night, and there's some clips kind of uh, mixed in with Ray's antics at Mike's wedding, and I posted it just kind of funny. But people started going after Ray and Bay in this, and mm. Caitlin came in like their bodyguard and was just attacking people. Do you see her? No, I didn't. I uh, avoid that stuff. But my wife said, do not go to Instagram posts right now. People are attacking us. They're going very hard. Well, I mean, if there's two people Caitlin love, it's Ray and Bay. And so someone wrote, I'll read you this comment. Uh, you seriously think your trashy wife's behavior is funny? You are an embarrassment to every, pl- they just curse a bit. Oh. Okay. And Caitlin goes, this is so rude. Ray and his wife are lovely people who would never go as low as to troll a stranger on the internet. Oh, my fiance blocks you because you can't talk to our friends that way. I haven't blocked him yet. I just saw that one. Yeah, She's just hoping. I'm probably going to get on that. <laughs> um, we'll talk about it later. Absolutely. I'm open to talk about it. Yeah, you have to be. I can't wait to talk about Mike like that. wedding. You can't act like that and not be open to talk about it. But is he going to remember anything? No, he doesn't remember a lot okay, of it. Exactly. But we have video of every movie made. <laughs> Mike D, let's talk to you for a second. Yeah. It didn't rain, and all week long it was going to rain, rain, rain. Yeah, day came, and sunny skies, all good. It's like perfect. Perfect. You have your ring on? I do have it on. Does it feel weird? It kind of feels normal. I like it. Ooh. You had a wedding, Then the next day, what did you do? Uh, the next day, we woke up, got some coffee, got some breakfast, and then just hung out and kind of enjoyed the first day as being a married couple. In a hotel? Yeah. And so, did you do anything special that day, or did you just hang? No, nothing. We uh, met up with some people before we flew out, and then just hung out. And so, you're back at work today? Yeah. You didn't want to go anywhere? No. I think we'll do something small this weekend, and then something later in the summer. So, you will have a honeymoon? Yeah, later in the summer. You just don't want to do it right now? No. Okay. And do you know where you're going to go, anything like that? I think we're going to Arizona. And any special place in Arizona? Why Why Arizona? Uh, Scottsdale. Uh, my, oh, it's, yeah, it's nice. My it's wife awesome. has never been, and we wa- always wanted to go. Yeah, it's 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 a little fruit fruit. Like it's really nice. <laughs> it's it's like like you're like wow, this where'd they get all this money? Now you drive around like every car is like a Maserati. Well, that's where I want to go. Well, it's a good place to go. <laughs> it's kind of intimidating to go there. Okay, well the wedding was super was super nice. We go and we're sitting in little white chairs and. Because I have a wedding coming up, I'm like, dang, I wonder how much these chairs cost to rent. Like, you, all this stuff now is, is happening in your head. And we're sitting, and we're like, I guess it's not going to rain. And they walk down, and Eddie looks at me and goes, uh, is Mike D going to cry? And I go, oh, yeah, he's going to cry for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike D gets up and says his vows, 
got a little emotional, but never cried. No yeah. tears. I thought it was going to hit me. I think, like, right before I walked out, I had, like, this wave of emotion. And I think maybe I, like, psyched myself out a little bit that I didn't cry. We finished the wedding. It was fantastic. You didn't see her, though, until she got there, right? No, I didn't. I noticed your head down as she was walking. Did you not want to see her until she got close to you? Yeah, because I, I just felt like the waterworks were going to hit me. So I was like, when she walks down here, I'll, I'll take it in. At what point did you actually look at her? I think right when she like turned the corner and was like walking closer to the aisle. And what happened with your emotions, your body? I just got happy. Like I thought I was going to be sad and like feel like I wanted to cry, but I was so happy that I just took it all in and it was amazing. So they get married, we go and we have the reception and Mike D did the ultimate and just instead of being like, okay, here's some food, you guys go. It was like taco truck, big, nice taco truck. We all went to it. He had a mariachi band. Yeah. Um, what else? He had cookie, big cookies, and I kept going to people going, hey, can we get the cookies yet? Because nobody would get into the cookies. <laughs> and they were just sitting right there. And everyone's like, I don't know if we can get the cookies yet. I'm like, no, they're sitting on the table. I went to like five people. They're right there. Here's the two things we did. is They were like, okay, if you guys want to get to the taco truck, um, you can go now. Kayla and I went first. Oh, yeah, the we, first. We went out the door, and we're like, okay, we'll start. <laughs> I was starving. Um, and it was super good. Then we had the cookies, and then we danced. And then I'll, I'll bring up a lot of the Ray stuff later, but we, when we did the line, what's it called, the send-off? Yeah. Ray was throwing glow sticks at people. Oh, boy. <laughs> did you see? I heard, but I didn't see. Somebody threw a cup, too, that hit you in the head. Did you oh, I didn't, I didn't notice that. <laughs> that might have been Ray, too. I don't know. Yeah. All I know is I saw a cup come over my head and land right on Mike D's head as he was walking down to the car to get married. And so, but overall... Like, the wedding was fantastic. I, I have to assume you felt good about it. Yeah, I think our whole thing going into it, we didn't really have that high expectations aside of just having a party. And I think that's what we wanted to do. We didn't really do a lot of, like, tra- traditional things like speeches or stuff like that. We just wanted to go full-out party mode. And how did you feel about Ray, just quickly? I thought he kind of brought the party to life a little bit. Okay, there you go, Ray. Mike D said that Ray and Morgan win the hardest goers of the of the party award. Yes, yeah. they, they went the hardest. They went the hardest. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, congratulations, buddy. Thank you. He's back. He got married this weekend. He's back on the show today. But in about an hour, we'll fill you in on Raymundo's antics. Do you get embarrassed, Ray? Or are you just like, that's Ray? Well, I mean, the best way to explain it, in the moment uh, of being drunk, you think what you're doing is a little obnoxious. You know you're doing that, but you think you're fitting in. And then you see the videos the next day, and you're like, wow, I I definitely didn't fit in. (laughs) No, you're standing out. (laughs) At one point, Ray goes up to Caitlin and goes, hey, all you have to do is act like you're really messed up. And and Caitlin goes, you're not acting, bud. (laughs) (laughs) On Wednesday's show, two days, uh, in this exact spot, we're going to put our patriotic pimp and joy line up. And we don't keep any of that money. We do patriotic because of 4th of July, and you can have the stuff 4th of July. But we're going to raise money for Staff Sergeant Majetic, who, I mean, was hit by an IED. What is that, 80 surgeries. Uh, just had a bad run of it since his injury. And he is definitely a hero to us, uh, suffering from PTSD. And, and our goal is to build him a home that is compatible with his life now. And so on Wednesday's show at 8.30, 7.30 Central, where we are right now, we're going to put this stuff up. A lot of this stuff is limited edition, but we'd love for you to go to bobbybones.com in two days and get what you can and help out Army Sergeant Jerry Majetic and his wife, Mary Ella. We'll also have her and him on the show on Wednesday as well. So just a heads up, two days out from that. Today is going to be the day we eat the chocolate-covered cicadas. We were counting on them being in the mail this morning. If you look as the door opens, 
You'll notice the door is not opening because they did not come in the mail oh, today. Oh, thank okay. goodness. Maybe they... Well, the mailman should have been here like 10 minutes ago with them. <laughs> the mailman showed up. He did not have chocolate-covered cicadas. All right. So that will not happen today, I'm sorry to say. But as soon as they get here, you know that door is going to open and we're going to eat those suckers. <laughs> Let's talk to Kim in Nashville, who's on the phone. Hey, Kim, how are you? Good morning. Morning. Hey, I was wondering if you could weigh in on some of the handling fees, the service fees, order processing fees on concerts, because my husband and I sat down over the weekend and planned out some of our concerts for the summer, and we were just slammed with a 30% to 67% service fee. It's a good question, because... I will start to figure out Raging Idiot shows based on not just ticket price, but also I don't want people to be charged out of their mind with fees. And if there are a lot of fees, I'll just lower the price of the ticket. And so I don't know why they charge so many fees. I'm sure they have to make their money. But it all service fee, handling fee, the handling of the service fee, the service of the handling fee. Handling. And by the way, it, it ends up costing as much as the ticket cost. So I, I wish I was smart enough to know why all those things cost, but it is annoying. And I feel that way too when we're doing our shows – because I'm like, I don't want people to have to pay out of their out of their ears to just come and watch some music. I think we're all ready to watch some music. Where did you end up buying tickets to, Kim? Well, Black Crows, Brothers Osborne. Um, we're looking at Amy and Vince at Christmas time. We just love music. And we love the Ryman. We love the Ascend, Breakstone. Um, but it's interesting. Over at Ascend, the fees vary based on who's playing. So I guess that plays into what you just said about the performer can reduce the fees. Well, we can't reduce the fees that the venue charges, but we can reduce our ticket price a bit. So when you do get hit by the fees, you're not, you know, swimming in a bill that's crazy. So it's not so much about the fees, but it's just like going, okay, well, instead of 40 bucks, let's do 37 and maybe that'll help a little bit. So that's the deal. Kim, I wish I had an answer for you, but I, I definitely understand your frustration. I just do it. You know, we have to tackle it from the other side. I'm old enough that back in the day, you could show up at the box office and buy your ticket and avoid the fees. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, well, there's I don't also know. like a processing, like internet fee, like things are just processed. I think people just online. make things up. I think they just <laughs> yeah. make up fees. I'm here to say, I think I'm people like, just they know we don't know, so they just make up fees and charge us money for it. Mm-hmm. All right, hey, thank you, Kim. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. I was no help to her except for understanding her frustration. I have a few airplane stories. First of all, we get on the flight, and we're flying down to Mike D's wedding, and I'm like A26 on Southwest, so pretty close to the front. I fly enough that even if I don't check in, they're like, okay, we'll put you in the A group. So I'm there, and Caitlin's with me, and we're getting on, and we sit down. I always sit in the same spot on the right side of the plane, about a third of the way back where there's a window, but there's also that blank blank panel that you can rest your head on. And so that's my spot every flight. And I sit there, and people start coming on, and – and we're getting closer to filling the plane up. And then I see somebody with a mask on. I'm like, well, that guy, his forehead looks familiar. His, and I go, that's Dennis Quaid. And so I was like, Kayla, is that Dennis Quaid? She was like, yeah. So he, Dennis Quaid boarded in like the C group. Wow. Gets on. There, was, there were no seats. Walks to the back. He's basically sitting by the bathroom. <laughs> uh, he sits kind of next to Morgan number one, which I'm watching as uh, I'm tweeting. I'm like, Dennis Quaid just sat next to Morgan number one. He left his phone on the airplane when he left. Oh. He like had to... He was as normal of a, a passenger as anyone was. But there was Dennis Quaid, the rookie, getting the, on our Southwest yeah. flight. Anyone else? Morgan, you were on our flight. You saw him? Yeah. He, well, I was sitting next to Morgan number one, and he was sitting right next to us. And he acted like a basic human, like came in after us. 
He had a Coke with two ice cups and two packs of snacks. Like, he was just living his best life. Nobody bothered him. And then he kind of took off as soon as the plane landed, and that's why he left his phone. It's because he was trying to hurry off the plane. So he, even though he was in the back, he jumped and just tried to get out of there? Yeah, like, literally as soon as we were able to get up, he shot up from his seat because I think he was trying to avoid people talking to him. Frankie, I took a picture of him on the plane and was like, dude, it's quite on our plane! (laughs) Dang it, Like, I literally did one of those stalker (laughs) pictures. And Caitlin goes, why are you doing that? I was like, because Dennis Quaid's on our plane. People need to see this. But yeah, he just got on, chilled, hung out. Did he ever go to the bathroom or anything like that? No. He <laughs> Which just- one do you think he did? One or two? <laughs> he was just sitting there on his phone the whole time, like just either playing a game or doing something. He was something on his phone. But- I'll give you a couple uh, plane stories here. A passenger on a Delta flight from Los Angeles to Nashville allegedly tried to breach the cockpit and hijack the plane on Friday. Oh, my goodness. Delta Flight Crew 386 crew members tackled and zip-tied the man before anyone was harmed. This is according to a Fox Television station's report. Cell phone video shows some of the encounter with a man in a Delta uniform wrestling with someone who is out of view of the camera behind a row of seats. Another angle shows he managed to zip-tie the suspect's hands behind his back. See, now our flight attendants are having to also do security. Mm -hmm. They're having to be cops as well. They're having to be bartenders. They don't. They can't give alcohol now. They got to. I just feel bad. It's like people in stores who who work at a, a Kroger and someone comes in arguing. I'm not putting my mask on. And now they got to be all of a sudden. They got to be security in there too. Okay, that's story number one. They didn't. Ha- Do they have to land that plane early? It doesn't say in this story. I'd have been so ticked. I'd have probably gotten a couple kicks. <laughs> if we had to land the plane, while it was different. Down. Yeah. yeah. You're making us land in Salt Lake. Punk. Kick. Kick. <laughs> They landed in Albuquerque. I'd have got a couple shots in. Good. Passengers on a flight arriving in Jacksonville were forced to wait on a plane for three hours after landing. Authorities had to delay the deplaning of the passengers after receiving reports of a possible device on the plane. The incident occurred when a Delta flight landed around 12.30 in the morning on Saturday. According to the news outlet, the FAA alerted the airport about a possible explosive device being on the plane. Passengers had no idea what was happening. A passenger was told... I looked out the window, and I could tell we were not on the regular runway. We were on the furthermost runway. I think something had to be taken seriously. Nothing was found. Which, I wonder, was it somebody upset at someone on the plane being like, yeah, old Betty, I heard she's got, you know how they call from like a payphone? <laughs> that stinks. You have to sit for three hours. That's almost as Hate bad that. as being diverted to Albuquerque. And then finally, a 26-year-old man was removed from an American Airlines flight by authorities in Chicago on Sunday after causing a disturbance. A Chicago Police Department spokesperson told Fox News that the man was detained until the plane, which was traveling from Portland, Maine, got all the way in and landed. The incident just comes after the one where they, you know, zip-tied the guy going to Nashville. Here's the reason all this is happening. People have gone insane from not being able to go anywhere for a long time. You're seeing this at sporting events, too, where people are throwing popcorn at people, ice, they're trying to fight with basketball players. We aren't ready! We need to have some sort of like, let's slowly integrate folks back into society. And everybody's gone crazy because they don't know how to act anymore. Wow. When you don't put yourself out with people and all of a sudden you're back with people and you're probably pretty stupid too. This is what happens. So is that what happened to Ray at Mike D's wedding? Ray hadn't been out forever. Interesting. And all of a sudden he's out. He's going crazy. Good theory. You know, I would have worried about him on a flight maybe, but he was so hungover when we saw him at the airport the next (laughs) day. He was all good. I mean, he's hurting. (laughs) His head was just bobbed down. He was like, oh. How, I, we were surprised that you guys got to the flight on time, Ray. Well, I mean, we were in bed by midnight, seven hours of sleep. I had a great night's sleep. I felt good in the morning. 
Where I knew Ray was going to get into some trouble before Mike's wedding on Ray's Instagram story, he was taking pictures at a restaurant and he had circled penny refill mimosas. <laughs> That's trouble. Yeah, what is that? And so I knew Ray had spent a few pennies on mimosas before he got there. He was going hard the night before. He was going hard all day leading up to it. And then he got there and he was already... Oh, right when he got there, he was like stumbling down the yeah, hill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you just go too hard too early? I hadn't been back to my college town in seven years, so it was nostalgic for me as well. And then we also put down some drinks. So. But your college town is not like Fayetteville. or it's, it's Austin. It's huge. It's not a town. It's somewhere you live forever outside of college, too. But it was crazy being back, though. It was just a lot of emotions, and that, that leads to liquor stores it, and drinks. It's not like stuff. College Station where you go just for college, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a big. It town. was a city big where Ray city. lived forever. I know. Okay, that's what's ha- a different version of what Ray did at Mike's wedding is happening on airplanes, right there. Come on. It's time for the good news with producer Eddie. Tell me something good. Fifty-five years ago in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, there's a guy named Ransom Jones, and he's at his dad's house helping him do some carpentry work when he helps his dad throw some sawdust out into the garden. Well, as he threw the sawdust, he lost his wedding ring as well. Mm. This was 55 years ago, and his parents would kept telling people, yeah, my son uh, lost his wedding ring here. Well, back in 2006, they sold the house to someone else, a couple named Doug and Samantha Cook. And again, the dad shared the story. It's somewhere out here. My son lost his wedding ring. Well, Doug, during the pandemic last year, he starts uh, getting a metal detector searching out there. Guess what? He finds the ring. <laughs> so 55 years later, old Ransom Jones has his wedding ring. By the way, who who has the name Ransom? Ransom, Ransom does. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that's, that's about it. That's pretty cool. Dang. That's what it's all about. It's a good story. Good job. That was Tell Me Something Good. Eddie, you go walk from West Virginia to Tennessee on what day now? The, tw- uh, the 20th. That's a Sunday? I mean, it's coming up. Yeah, Father's Day. So less than two weeks, Eddie starts to walk from West Virginia to Tennessee. That's right. What started as a bit four or five months ago where Eddie's like, that's not that far. You're carrying your love from West Virginia to Tennessee? I ain't that far. Yeah, yeah, because the guy in the song is like, oh, I'm carrying your love the so far. The guy in the song is George, George Strait. Strait. Whatever. Respect the name. Wow. <laughs> the king of country music. So we went to the listeners and said, hey, if we can raise 10000 bucks for Eddie's charity which is a charity that deals with foster kids, uh, National Angels, he'll do it. And so we raised Mm $50,000. And so now Hyundai loved hearing about it, and they have donated $10,000 as well. Wow. So we are now up to 60 bucks. So you can't back out. Yeah, no, no, I was never going to back out, (laughs) but that's amazing. So far, the B team's raised 50,000 bucks. Hyundai is donating $10,000. So we are now at $60,000. That's awesome. And the money doesn't get given unless you finish. Right. Right, oh. so, so no pressure. No pressure. Look, man, I was never going to back out, but I'm telling you, this training process is a little tougher than I thought. I saw you were walking actually on the street this time and not a treadmill. Correct. How far did you walk? I walked about six miles on the street, um, brutal on the feet. De- definitely, really? Definitely different on pavement because mm-hmm. you're talking about like going from sidewalk to but street. But walking, to, just walking. Just well, walking. Treadmills are designed to like be more comfortable. Like, I don't know, there's stuff inside the treadmill that's supposed to ease up stuff with your knees and your feet and your ankles and all the things and the street, the pavement, it doesn't do that for you. Pros and cons, though, because like I see a McDonald's as a a goal and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get to McDonald's. Will you eat food along the way like that? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, probably. You need need to fuel your body. And your feet hurt now? Uh, Not today. So I feel like today I'm going to go for another five or six miles. 
Um, but the calves hurt a little bit, the muscles, but I've been doing a little icy hot treatment on it. And definitely after walks, I'm icing them, like putting my feet in buckets of ice. And you'd think you can finish this in four days of nonstop walking that's, except for sleeping. That's my goal. And I have Scuba Steve with me while I do it, so he's going to push me along. What's your wife think about you not being home for Father's Day? She doesn't like it, but she knows that it's a big cause, it's a good cause, and that I'm doing this for good. She hates that I open my big mouth like that, but... What if it storms? Yeah, so people have been telling me, again, I don't, I'm not talking to any trainers about this or yeah. any professionals. That Who needs do this. them? Yeah. <laughs> but our listeners are telling me good stuff like, hey, take three pairs of shoes in case it does storm, then you don't really want to be walking long distances in wet shoes, so I, I can change my shoes out, an umbrella, things like that. So you take yeah, multiple smart. pair of shoes, multiple pair of socks, Yes. and you're going to keep walking. Yep. And then I'm thinking, like, bathroom? I mean, I'm going to be in the woods, so if I got to go, I got to go. Wear a diaper. I was in the store last <laughs> night. Listen, I, was, I went to... Uh, Walgreens last night near the house and I go and there's like adult men diapers. Depends, yeah. Well, not depends. It was a different kind of... Oh, really? Yeah, but the guy looks so happy wearing a diaper. He looked like he's 45 years old, smiling. <laughs> li- Loving he life. He looked like he's the happiest he's ever been wearing huh. a diaper. And I was like, dang, maybe you just are that happy not <laughs> yeah. having to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, okay, the 20th is when it starts. So, Monday morning when we're on the air, Eddie will be walking from West Virginia to Tennessee to raise that money. That's right. Good luck, my friend. Ooh, have you looked you, at man. the weather yet at all? I have not. I don't. I don't. Don't because we looked at Mike D's wedding every day. It said monsoon for like two weeks. It was like the hurricane's coming, and then it was sunny as all good. I'll yeah. get out. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go over and check in on the news. Bobby's big stories. Well, where do I start? Because there is quite the load here. There's a McDonald's chicken nugget that bears a resemblance to. The Among Us characters on the little game you play on your phone. Yeah, it's like a looks like a little alien with two legs. Mm-hmm. And so someone said, "Wow, it looks like a little character from that game." They put it on eBay. It sold for just short of a hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Because the nugget happened to be shaped like that. What? The McNugget listed by eBay user Polizna started at ninety nine cents, but after one hundred and eighty four bids, the item sold for ninety nine thousand nine hundred and ninety seven dollars. That is a crazy amount of money for a McNugget that just looks like a generic McNugget anyway. It looks like if there was a full McNugget, picture it in your head right now, full McNugget, same size. If you clipped out the middle of the bottom and you had two legs there and that's yeah. it, that looks like the nugget. They got 100000 bucks for that. I would have just eaten it. I wouldn't have thought two things about <laughs> yeah, it. Nope. Who knows what kind of McNuggets I'm eating that are shaped like crazy things and not even paying attention to. We need to start examining our food. I might have bought a Trump-shaped nugget. Oh, dang, you just sold didn't that. didn't sell it. I know. What we should do is buy nuggets today and then see if we can figure out what shape they are <laughs> and sell them on eBay. Apple employees are bashing new policy, cutting the work from home time. And they're like, we don't want to go back to work. We want to go. We want to stay home. Hey, get your butts back to work. <laughs> Why are you whining? Go get a new job if you don't like it. People have to go into work. for. If your job says, hey, we've actually figured out a way this is good for us and you guys. You can't work from home a little bit. For example, we can work from home a little bit if we need to. If I'm sick, if my throat's not killing me, I can put a microphone up in my bedroom if I need to. We figured it out. Doesn't sound the best. Or we have a, have a studio at home, too. We work for maybe a day a week. But get your butt back to work. If they're like, we need you in the office, you have to go to the office. So that's mostly a, hey, quit your whining story. There's a golfer, Amy, that was just dominating this tournament called the Memorial Tournament. He had a six-stroke lead. He was going to win this thing and make $1.7 million. They come up to him and they go, hey, you have COVID, and he had to get out of the tournament. What? No way. Mm-hmm. What did it take so long for his results to come back? Well, I think they just test him every couple days. Oh. 
That is so sad. So, guy in second place was like, what up? <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm in. John Rahm, he's a 26-year-old Spaniard, ranked number three in the world. Um, one of the best golfers now, and he was crushing it. As he walked off the 18th green, he was like, they were like, hey, man, you got a coronavirus. Crazy. You're not able to play anymore. And so if you bet on him, you still got your money. Oh, did you? Yeah, they, gave, they paid out the winners for him. Well, that's good. Uh, but he couldn't finish the tournament. He made no money. He does not get $1.7 million Ow. or anything. So he is out. Another story I saw, 48 people from the same small Canadian province were struck with a baffling mix of symptoms, including insomnia, impaired motor function, hallucinations, nightmares, visions of the dead, all in the same town. This is happening to them. A neurologist is working 12 hours a day to decipher the clues. There are tons of conspiracy theories for this one town in Canada. They're blaming the illness on cell phone towers, fracking, obviously COVID-19 vaccines. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they don't know what's going on here. I'm to check the water systems. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? Like back in December of 2019, when we read about this story in China, where it was like they didn't know what was going on, and we were like, "That's weird," and we didn't really think much about nope, it. Nope, not true. I was screaming; it was coming for oh, us. Well, we I have didn't. the clips, and I was like, "Guys, this is going to come here." Okay, well, I well, don't didn't. be yelling, "We," because okay. I was going this. Cor- I was like, "Corona." We're not Well, either way, I guess it just seemed like it was something that was. You know, in another country. So I was like, okay, we'll see what happens. But what, so can they figure this out, please? The water thing's interesting because you you feel like it would be something that's given to all. Yeah, like everyone's feeling that way. Or these aliens are just upset that their stories are getting out. Oh. Mm-hmm. I got to say this, too. <laughs> They're upset. <laughs> they went to the websites and saw it. Um, I got to say that, and I don't come on here and talk about ratings very often, but we were lucky that we were put on the air on a in a specific town in Canada, and they were like, "Hey, we're really gonna, um, you know, be the first Canadian city to to embrace you guys as a live show." We're on all over Canada in the evenings, and we were like, "Oh, great!" And so everybody was kind of nervous. We go on in Windsor, Ontario, and they were like, "It's the first one. Will it be any good?" And so we go on, and in one ratings period, we went to number one. And so, just let me say, we're very grateful that you guys would take a chance on us. And we are super excited that we could come on and deliver for you the ratings that you felt we could. So I just thought that was great. There's a whole big news story about it today. And so there we are. We are number one in Windsor, Ontario. Let's go. Who would have thought it? That's awesome. Usually it takes about a year, honestly, to get any sort of rating in a place. Because who wants to listen to anything new? I don't. I don't like when my news anchors change. I don't like in the morning news. They're like, oh, coming in Frank Wanganda. He's going <laughs> to come on and he's going to replace Becky. And I'm like, I, don't need, I, I miss Becky. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there we are. And we just rocked it. And we don't get to rock it unless you guys listen. So thank you very much. Just great for us. And then hopefully other Canadians' morning shows will go, hey, we need a show. We'll put them on here. Because yeah. we're on all over in the evening and we're doing fine. We're doing good. Good to fine, depending on where we are. But let's go. Let's get some of this live taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little light. Okay. Uh, thank you. Thank you. That's the news. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. We are just a few minutes away from recapping Ray at Mike D's wedding. We talked about the, the wedding, the beautiful stuff that happened at the wedding. Not a, not a raindrop in the sky. Mike D got married, said some beautiful vows. She said some beautiful vows. We were all emotionally moved. We had a taco truck. We danced the night away. <laughs> But because kids weren't in school yet, we didn't talk about Ray getting completely hammered. 
And so that will be coming up in the next segment. Are you dreading this segment or are you cool with it? No, no, no. Uh, wife just said, please be very careful in how you would talk about it. And I, I will talk about me and however I really want to. But her, I mean, she had other stuff going on. So there was a reason she got a little sleepy. Well, no one, no one mentioned her. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> You're mentioning her No, right but now. she wanted me to say that because some <laughs> listeners were saying stuff online. Because she did at one point, she went and slept in, a, in the vehicle. Because she had a, to take Benadryl because it was a mosquito attack. So there was other situations why she wasn't feeling great. And I didn't know if Mike D knew that, but now he does. Well, no one brought that up, nor were we going to. I wanted wanted people to know that because it wasn't her fault. Benadryl makes you sleepy. I mean, what what else can you do? (laughs) Well, I thought, yeah, people in your comments were... Talking oh, about oh Ray I, and Bay. I, I just read a comment. They, yeah, they were calling. Her I don't really out go down to well. the comments. I just saw Caitlin was fighting for you because she had like a sword. She was taking on like ten thousand zombies, one person with a sword. <laughs> um, okay, well, we will not talk about Bay, only Ray. Okay, Ray. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> the voicemail we got last night from Tim in Naples, Florida. Bobby Bones, getting ready. So excited to watch Breaking Bobby tonight. It's going to be 10 times better than the Mayweather fight. I'm just so disappointed with what boxing has been. And I'm so excited for you guys. Make sure to give Morgan to my number. Y'all be safe. Love you guys. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. First of all, the uh, downward spiraling of boxing, which is not for us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, he wants to have his number given to Morgan number two. So, Ray, write that number down on the voicemail and just hand it to her. Okay. We are, like nice she may guy. never call it, but we are people of our word here. <laughs> and then uh, Breaking Bobby Bones was on last night, two episodes. I was a stuntman. It was one of the episodes I really hurt myself. My neck was just in terrible shape for probably two weeks after that episode. And then I was uh, doing demo. And so you guys can still watch it on the Nat Geo app, or you can buy episodes on Amazon, which I've been told. So they're up there, too, for like two bucks or something. Mm. You can buy the episodes. So thank you for watching that. Appreciate that. On the phone is Michaela in Wichita, Kansas. Michaela, thank you for calling the show. Go ahead. Good morning. Morning. Um, So I just called because I just wanted to say that on Friday, I remember Ray said that he was going to go hard at Mike D's wedding. So I feel like if Mike D had a problem with that, then... He would have pulled Ray aside and, you know, advised not to. That's a good point. Mike is really not the kind of guy to pull anybody aside, though. Mike's kind of a live and let live kind of guy. Here's the thing about Raymundo at Mike D's wedding is that he didn't go hard at the wedding. He went hard at noon, and the wedding was at 5 o'clock. He showed up drunk to the wedding. So it wasn't that he got to the wedding and decided, I'm going to have some drinks. Because there was, a, there was alcohol there. There was beer. There was margaritas. Ray showed up plastered. Thoughts, Ray? Uh, went to brunch, looked on the menu, and it said penny mimosas. What do you think is going to happen? I buy the table a bunch of mimosas. It cost me 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> no, no little voice in your head went, hey, maybe you should wait a little later to go. It's tough. I mean, went to town, and we knew we were only going to have one dinner. We are only going to have one brunch. We're going to have less than 12 hours to see friends. Tried to squeeze it all in. Just didn't do it right. Time management, my bad. There's a video of Raymundo on my Instagram, Mr. Bobby Bones, where he is getting into a dance competition with, a, like, a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> and is trying to beat him. He runs up and, and pops him with his chest. And he's on the floor. He's doing spins. He's throwing stuff into the, into the dance. Like, at one point, Ray had hit someone, and beer had spilled all over the floor. So two people are down cleaning up the floor. Well, Ray jumps down to help them and then picks up the cloth and just throws it across the room. Oh, boy. At one point, Ray told a grandmother, hey, you want to go back to the hotel after this? (laughs) 
Ray, you wake up the next morning and you see all these videos of you at Mike's wedding. What'd you think? I was embarrassed, definitely. But at the same time, I saw a lot of people smiling. Saw a lot of people laughing. Saw a lot of people having once-in-a-lifetime experiences. I don't know. There's a picture of Ray. I don't know what he was doing. But because he, he got really touchy-feely with guys. Like he would run up and like rub all over guys. <laughs> like their, their pecs and like their stomach and stuff. And so there's one where he runs into this guy and he not, almost knocks him off his feet. And Caitlin and I are standing by watching and our mouths are going, <gasps> Great picture. Because we thought someone was about to get hurt. But to Ray's credit, he was the life of the party. I really wasn't trying to be, and honestly, there was times I was involving uh, Mike's parents. I would push them in the middle of the circle and make them dance. I mean, I really did, still in my drunken stupor, knew that the whole point of the event was for Mike, but it was a celebration. Yeah, what'd you learn from this? Uh, Have a drink limit. I, I definitely didn't have one of those. I mean, I may have exceeded with fireball shots and the free keg. I mean, I might have floated the keg on my own. I probably should have kept caps so I knew how many drinks I had been consuming. What's that mean? Well, I, they didn't have them there, but usually you keep little caps from a can so you'll know how many you drank. And then you can kind of keep check of yourself. And I, my wife, she left a little bit, so I didn't have anybody looking after me. And I mean, I was just, Mm-mm. honestly, we were all looking after you oh, okay. in our own way. There were times where everyone was pulling you aside a little bit just to, like, screen you from, you know, falling down. You know, at the end of the night, they gave out little little crack sticks, little glow sticks, and Raymundo grabbed, like, ten of them and started throwing them at people as we're standing there waiting for Mike and, and his, you know, now wife to walk down the, the, the goodbye lane. And then they're coming, and Ray starts throwing them at the bride and groom as they're walking down. And then a cup runs and hits Mike in the head. We don't know where the cup came from. <laughs> yeah, it might have been me on that one. But, I mean, it, I'm telling you, in my head, it started out as a wedding, and by the end of it, it was a frat party turned to a nightclub. Oh. Sometimes you get confused, honestly, when you're drinking, and I, I'm pretty sure everybody else was going legitimately hard as well. You think that you were confused as to where you were? Uh, when I was throwing the glow sticks, I think maybe I thought I was at some sort of a rave, a crazy <laughs> little party, because we were outside. It was almost no longer like a wedding atmosphere. Mm-hmm. What's it like to be drunk? That, like, Just in general. Like, explain it to me, because I've never been drunk. You know you're going a little bit obnoxious, but in your head, you're, you're cool with that. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't seem like, right now, if I was obnoxious like that, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed. In the moment, you're not embarrassed. You, you, you have no worries. At some point, I won't say who, they come up to me and they go, hey, how old's Ray? I was like, I think he's 35, 36. How old are you? 35. And they're like, he still goes this hard? And I say, yeah, he didn't have kids. And it's it's all relative, too. I mean, we moved to town. Lunchbox and Eddie were 35. They were going just as hard. But now that they're 40, they're all mature, and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can only have a couple drinks. But, guys, when you're 35, you're doing the exact same thing. So. Ray, I got no problem with you. I think you were the life of the party. You were great. Morgan it was awesome. Was as number two on the go hard list. <laughs> Did you get drunk? Yeah, I, well, it was towards the end of the evening. I was taking uh, tequila shots with Mike's mom and sister. That was my <laughs> uh, special part of the evening. We were in the back, like, sneaking. I think at the end of the night, probably had five tequila shots. Five? Yeah, we were just kind of sitting back there, like, enjoying Ray on the dance floor and trying not to um, get Ray's attention, so we came back there some more. So we came and, like, snuck Mike and Kelsey a tequila shot so they could take one with us, and I was I was really partying it up with Mike D's family. Hey, Mike, talk about your wedding for a second. What was the best part of the wedding? I'd say the best part was it didn't rain. So where we had our ceremony, if it would have rained, it would have completely ruined that part of it. And we got to have it down there, and the pictures look amazing. What was the most surprising thing about the wedding? That Ray made it. 
Yeah, we were worried he wasn't even going to make it there. He didn't only, come to Lunchbox. He was too drunk to go to Lunchboxes. He just showed up at the reception. Well, we had a private show for lunch, and his wife pulled up and said, hey, we're going to be there at 4. You guys make sure you get ready. And we had people doing our hair. Billy was ironing my shirt. We were good to go by 4. <laughs> so you were most surprised they showed up? Yeah, because I saw the story before of him getting there already kind of drunk. I was like, I don't even know if he's going to make it. And then by the end of it, did, were you tired? Because you're the, you're the bell of the ball. Everybody wants pictures. You're having to also mingle. And, like, I'm watching you. I'm like, man, Mike's got to do a lot of work here. Because my wedding's coming up. Did you, were you exhausted? I was exhausted. I didn't eat the entire day. I don't even really like attention. So having to go around and interact with people, that was draining for me. But it was a lot of fun. And what did you do leading up to the wedding? Any event with, with your boys? No, we all hung out and watched movies. That's what I wanted to do. And what movie did you watch? We watched uh, Cabin in the Woods. Is that a scary movie? Yeah. So you watch with your boys a scary movie before the wedding? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> That's what he wanted to do. Yeah. yeah, I watched like three movies. Dang, you guys had a movie he, marathon. Yeah, a movie, movie marathon. Mike. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Well, the wedding was fantastic, man. I hope you feel good about it. I felt amazing about it. It was so cool to have everybody there to party, and that meant a lot to me. And what was the last part again? Oh, it meant a lot to me. They, oh, all yeah. you guys went and were there. Who traveled the farthest? I think our friends from Seattle. That was probably the Oh, for this yeah. flight, yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. Well, it was a great wedding. If you missed it, which are most of you people out there, you missed a party. Hmm. Are those Insta stories, what, 24 hours? Well, no, on my Instagram, though, you can see Ray on the ground spinning. Because okay. <laughs> did a, we did a whole, like, uh, Ray being interviewed in the airport press conference the next day. And how did Bay feel about your antics, Ray? Uh, she said that she was embarrassed by uh, them. But I believe she'll forgive me. Um, we're still married. She loves me very much. Sometimes you can forgive some stuff. My wedding's coming up. Are you going to approach that a bit different? Definitely it's a different type theme. I mean, this one we all said, we're going hard going into it. Mike even put on Twitter, bring it. He challenged us hey, to Hey, Ray, go I'm going to put on Twitter, keep it at home. <laughs> then there we go. Now we know going into it. That's all you got to do. All right. It was a lot of fun, though. We give Ray a hard time, but Ray actually didn't hurt anybody. He went, we wouldn't have put it on Instagram if we didn't think it was funny. You know, people were like, oh, I was putting it on Instagram. He must be so mad. No, if I was so mad, I wouldn't post it on Instagram. Um, so... Great job, Mike. Yeah. Tell your wife, great job. It was just a fun, fun party, and I'm glad that we could all be there. Yeah, it was fun. All right. Amy choking over there. You all right? Yeah, I don't know what happened. I just air. I saw the <laughs> I lights was... come on to talk, and Amy starts. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I do Heimlich. I... Tell me something good. I save her life on the air. Come here. <laughs> I took in a breath wrong. I don't know what just happened. Time marches oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, El Paso County Sheriff's Office arrested Casey Garcia, 30 years old. She apparently did this whole thing on YouTube where she was like, hey, I'm going to go to school like my daughter. She's 13 and act like her, act like I'm I'm her. And then recorded it and put it up. She put a hoodie on, a face mask. Oh, wow. Do you see this at all? That's crazy. I, was it like a case study or she just wanted to see if she could get away with it? Or she I think it's to... for like social media. Yeah. No, no. She, she wanted w- to prove that the security system was had weaknesses. Oh, there you go. I think it was for social media again. But, I think... she, but she also proved that, that same thing. I mean, that's kind of crazy that you so could get away went... with that. Yeah, she went. She got caught uh, in charge of trespassing on school grounds, posing as a student. One of the videos that she titled, Going to the School as My 13-Year-Old Daughter, quote, Middle School Edition. Wow. It shows her wearing a yellow hoodie and a black face mask, taking selfies in a restroom and eating what appears to be school food. See, if you were just doing it to get through security, you get through it and you go, all right, look, we got in. But she was really living it up. Detectives conducted an investigation, obtained two criminal warrants for her trespassing and tampering with government records. Deputies later located Garcia at her residence, took her into custody. She also documented all of her encounter with authorities on social media. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely wanting those views and those clicks. You gotta get that. <laughs> for sure. She was booked into an El Paso County detention facility on both charges and for an unrelated traffic warrant. See, don't be doing stuff if you have a warrant out for you, too. Her bonds totaled 8000 bucks. She posted a YouTube video. Um, this is her story of why she did it. They let me walk right on through. I then said hello to the principal, and then I spoke to another faculty member, and then I went to all my classes. I didn't do this to ruffle any feathers. I didn't do this to out the school, because I was never going to say what school. I wanted to see if I could make it the entire day without anybody noticing. And I'd say up until seventh period, I think that's a a very long day for a 30-year-old. So two things. One, if you put a hoodie on and a mask, I could probably go and pose as her 13-year-old daughter. You can't really see anything. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Unless they're doing like mask checks, you can't, like the airport, when you go to the airport, like take your mask off, let me see your face. All right, here it is. Yeah, it looks like you, go ahead. They probably should be doing that at school. But she tried to go a whole day. I wonder what her daughter thought about this. I know. I was wondering, <laughs> where's the daughter? And then does she have to like take any quizzes or tests? And hopefully she did well. <laughs> and Oh yeah, she failed her test. <laughs> and also, you know, I wasn't going to post the school. We were going to know what school it was. You put it all up on social media. But yeah, she's in trouble. And she should be. I mean, think of that as a man. Oh, big. That oh, yeah. Was bad, bad, bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Luckily, she's a woman, mm-hmm. and we don't see it the same as if it were some dude sneaking into a school. Uh, there's another story about an, uh, a girl 20 years old. She, you know, like I take this purple drink that I have here. Is I scoop it out. It's some kind of amino acid that I have in the morning. But if you try to eat the scoop without any water, one, it's hard to swallow. And then two, that's this right into your system. So there's a, a dry scooping thing that's on tiktok where people are trying to dry scoop stuff and so this girl 20 years old had a heart attack from dry scooping oh no what would she scoop see i know people do cinnamon that's impossible. that's the one that's hard to swallow yeah. they're like you have 60 seconds so the tiktok trend is big with digital fitness influencers where they swallow big pre-workout a non-fda regulated caffeinated substance that people mix with water it's basically oh, this my goodness. just not as hardcore she had a heart attack mine's not as hardcore yeah she had a heart attack it's terrible Quote, I never thought something like this would ever happen to me because I'm so young. She was in the middle of having a heart attack. First responders didn't think she was in cardiac arrest. They were like, hey, maybe it's anxiety because you're about to, you know, dance. But they were like, nope, it's a heart attack. But I imagine everybody's body reacts different. If you happen to have one of those that reacts in the wrong way to something like this, the crap's going to happen to you. I know. That's I mean, people see someone else survive it online. So they think but we're all made up so differently that your body could respond like that. You know what we used to do? We used to do uh, the deodorant, the spray, and you just hold it up against your skin until it burns. Oh. Oh, yeah. Ever, in no. the field house of football, that's what they would do. I, I say that we. I didn't do that. I was scared. But they would, that, that was like the trend. It was so, so they did cold. it to themselves? Yes. To you do show it for as long as you are? could. It's wow. Spray yourself in the field house. <laughs> that's, that's what y'all are doing in the I locker room? I never felt like I was tough, <laughs> so I never had to prove how tough I was. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what everybody was doing. That was the old school viral challenge. Uh, let's go over and talk to... Mm, we got a lot of calls here. How about Stacy in Arkansas? Stacy, you are on the show. Good morning. Welcome. Morning, studio. Morning. morning. Um, so you're well. What first thing? I just want to say I have a Hyundai Palisade. I've had it for a year, and it's my favorite car I've ever owned. It is fantastic. I love driving that thing around. Yes, thank you. I didn't do that. Um, Pretty commercial. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, you were talking about um, crazy stories earlier. And this weekend, we had a seventh-grade basketball tournament here in Fayetteville, Arkansas. And a seventh-grader took a swing at a referee. Mm. Only missed the referee because of 
somebody pulled the referee back, and then two parents started swinging each other and fighting, and it turned into this whole big brawl. Wow. Man, when kids go after refs, that's crazy it's stuff. not good. Mm-mm. And you know what? It's probably in the home before it gets out oh, to the court. Oh, yeah. You know? I'm like, we need to manage some things elsewhere. Well, that stinks. Uh, Stacy, appreciate that call. All right. Thanks. Love you guys. Love you too. Bye-bye. Here's the thing. Fayetteville, let me give a good news. I'll be watching the game. Arkansas's playing in the final, the regional. We have two games going on at our house today. Obviously, Arkansas baseball, I'm watching it. We're playing Nebraska. Loser goes home. But then Oklahoma softball is in the College World Series. And we're I've never rooted for Oklahoma in anything. <laughs> However, the head coach of the Oklahoma softball team is a friend, a family friend. And so now I'm watching Oklahoma softball yesterday, like totally into it. Like, come on! Yeah. Never in my life have I rooted for another school other than Arkansas doing anything. It's the weirdest thing. We went to a uh, restaurant yesterday and watched the Oklahoma softball game versus James Madison. And I'm, che- I'm like, come on! you!" Get-. And I'm like, oh no, what's happening to me? I'm being influenced by my fiance in a way that I've never been influenced before. But we also know the head coach, Patty Gasso, of the Oklahoma softball team. So maybe that's part of it, So too. what do you do if the Arkansas no softball question. team no, no Arkansas. plays? No question. Okay. Stop. But no, I didn't. No, nope. no question. Okay. Always. A number one. I know. So, okay. Caitlin could be coaching the Oklahoma team. I'm still rooting for Arkansas. Oh, is that right? That's right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I said what I said, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Thomasville, Georgia. A man rolled up to a bank on his motorcycle in the drive-thru, cashed his work check, and then on his way out, he put a stick of dynamite in the little tube. <gasps> no way. Sends it in there. Lit. No. Oh. Teller opens it up, goes, oh my gosh, dynamite. They all evacuate the building. Police come. Turns out it was just a road flare. Oh, and he thought still. it'd be funny. Why would he do that? What an funny. idiot. That's yeah. not. That's scary. And who does he think he is? The coyote? Roadrunner coyote? <laughs> TNT? <laughs> Putting a little bit of dynamite, acme dynamite what in there? What is happening with people? So I'm ass- I'm assuming he gets in a lot of trouble. A couple hours later, they arrested him well, yeah. on the same motorcycle. That's Had like it. some terrorist type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, no idea why he did it. Just I guess thought it would be funny. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Here's a voicemail we got last night from Kathy in Oklahoma City. I just read that today the FDA issued a warning to anyone considering snacking on cicadas. They have some of the same properties as seafood. So if you have a seafood allergy, cicadas can cause hives, swelling of the lips, and tightening of the throat. They can also cause digestive issues like cramps, nausea, and vomiting. Yuck. Not good. Not good at all. I feel like we just got scolded by yeah, Kathy I feel like in Oklahoma City. You heard like an EpiPen by we. <laughs> Just in case. Yeah. Well, we're still waiting. The mail usually comes before 8 o'clock our time. And so we hope that these cicadas are going to be dropped off this morning. And if they are chocolate covered, we're going to eat them on the show today. Ugh. But like she said, if you are allergic to seafood, you don't do it. And Morgan has backed out of this because she doesn't eat meat. But the question is, are insects meat? But there are animals. She doesn't eat animals. Do you? Any no. Kind of, no, no I don't. But is an insect an animal? Nah, it's an insect, not an animal. Yeah, the debate is... In my mind, <laughs> it is something that moves and has a little heartbeat. It's an animal. Well, we're not pressuring you to, to eat it, but yeah. would you eat a moth? No, like just any anything that is alive, I could not physically eat. I don't if even... one flew in your mouth, though, a moth, would you feel like you ate meat? Or would you just be like, ooh, that was accidentally gross? <laughs> no, I, w- well, I hope I wouldn't even know that that happened if that were to happen in my life. So The last <laughs> time you had meat, Morgan, was... I was eight years old. It was a McDonald's hamburger. 
And you remember it vividly. I Yes, I threw it out the window when I found out where it came from. <laughs> and so you've just been anti-eating an animal or an anti-what meat does to you? Yes. Well, when I was younger, it was definitely about the animal side. I was a kid that loved animals. And then as I've gotten older, it just, I can't do it. My body doesn't even know what that means to, like, if I put it in, I'd just immediately throw up. It wouldn't wow. even go down. How much to eat a chicken nugget? A hundred bucks? If yeah. I, yeah. Hundred, hundred, that's, that's nothing. It. Do it. Well, you would eat a chicken nugget for a hundred bucks. I mean, that's yeah. A I lot, mean, you're, you're just gonna watch me vomit really quickly after. Like, it, I don't even want to do that. I was just asking. I'm not gonna make, wow. force herself to get sick. But she yeah. would do it for a hundred. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that she said yes. Well, to I that. feel bad that I had to back out of this cicada thing. I oh, don't, don't feel like bad. to do that. So. Yes, yeah. I, I would venture to do that and then just give me the bathroom for like 10 minutes after. Uh, here is another voicemail we got last night. Hey, Bobby, I need some world-class advice. So I was at the, the court yesterday. By myself, I got there. I was just shooting around, just, just practicing. And about eight guys rolled up. You know, I was just staying on my side. It's one court. They came up. They started playing on, on their side. And then all of a sudden, they decided they were going to play full court while I was still on the court playing. Uh, any advice on how to handle that? Thanks. Yeah. You know what I'd do? I'd keep shooting even if they right. came down. That's right. Even if they're in the middle of a game, keep yeah. shooting, right? Yeah, because you're half of the court unless you leave. So I would keep shooting even when they came down. And then if they came, they're, get out the way, man. Then you go, okay. And then as soon as they go down, you start shooting again on the side. <laughs> and then, okay, you get off. You just make it difficult for them. It's awkward, though. Like, you've probably been in that situation, huh? Like, it's awkward. Yes. I, I'm usually in that situation if I'm playing because I'm – it's always like really good basketball players. I'm just shoot, <laughs> trying to get my jump shot right. Um, okay, thank you for that. Hey, I, you know, the UFO report that Congress is having to put out, have you read any of it that they've put out at all? And I'm going to be brief because you guys know I will sit here and talk about UFOs oh forever. Oh, my gosh, hours. And it's not that I believe in them, but I'm not dumb enough to say that I don't believe in them. But so they, they will present this whole thing later this month, and they're going to say what they know, what they've seen, and what they have said right now, because some of the stuff's been put out, is that this is not some sort of secret American system, technology, something they've been hiding that we have. They've said that. They're like, this is not us. They said, we don't think it's a UFO, but we have no idea what it is. What do you think about that when they say they have no idea what it is? I feel like they know a little bit. They, they, they don't. U.S. intelligence agencies will present to Congress a highly anticipated unclassified report about what they know about UFOs, or as the Pentagon now calls them, unexplained aerial phenomena. They are still out about what in the world these military guys, girls have seen in the sky. They're like, we don't know what it is. We don't own it. That ain't us. But we don't know what it is. They're like, we don't don't think it's aliens, but we don't know. Yeah, why? But they had to come up with a new name for it? I didn't know it was unexplained aerial phenomena. Are we sure cicadas aren't aliens? Oh. Maybe. It could be. Coming from under, just, just a thought. Yeah, that's to be another reason why we shouldn't eat them, just All of these UFO stories, though, are you guys at all 1% going, maybe there's something more to this than I once thought? I think I've definitely shifted to there's more than I once thought, but I still don't really think anything of it, you know? Like Morgan, if I, had I saw to you nodding pick. your head over there. Oh yeah, I've always, I've always been so interested in UFOs. I've always believed that there are aliens already here. I'm just very on board with finding out all of this info. I think it's all happening, and we just don't know it yet. My only, it, here's my theory. 
My theory is that it's probably not, this probably isn't aliens, because if there were, why would they be in the same spectrum of vision that we see, right? There are sounds we can't hear that only dogs can hear. There are colors that we can't see that only dogs can see. Why do we think an alien would be able to be, unless they wanted to see them, seen? Mm. That our cameras could capture their images. Mm. Do you think somewhere aliens are having hearings? I think it's Russia! (laughs) China! Yeah, it could be. My brother has seen two UFOs. Okay. Okay. He was drinking both times, but (laughs) he's seen them. (laughs) Oh, but Amy, I'm sorry. Before I screamed Russia and China, you were saying something. I was just going to say, like, do you think aliens are having hearings or meetings about wondering if, like, I mean, they're somewhere. Maybe they don't know we exist. No way. But they might be like, I wonder if there's aliens somewhere else. Here's my real theory. But they have another name for us. I think there are probably all sorts of. We're primitive, but to some other people, we're not. And to others, we're, you know, extremely primitive. And they're so advanced. It's vast. And we've never seen 99.9999% of it. But we think we know everything because mm. we're idiot humans. That's right. Anyway, go UFOs. <laughs> Can you imagine though, if they came out like, yeah, uh, there's aliens. We'd start burning buildings down. Yeah, hysteria. You know? I mean, the Maple Leafs win the Stanley Cup and they flip over cars, but you wait till <laughs> aliens come. This whole place, you, everything's getting flipped over. They should hide it. They should hide it as long as possible, right? Yeah, which makes me Thank think it's so, some, if they- It's Russia! they could be. They still could be. That's why I'm like, I think they know more. If mm-hmm. they know more, if there is more to know, not, they, they're not, they don't have to tell us everything. I will say, it's a pretty smart way of this guy to finally get his girl to pay attention to him. So some woman named Carmen found out that her boyfriend was cheating, so she broke up with him. She blocked his number. She blocked him on all social media. There was no way for him to actually get to her. And so she thought she had completely cleaned him out of her life. Now, he has always denied he cheated, and he wanted to just get her to listen one more time, but but she had blocked him. Again, everywhere, Facebook, Instagram, you name it. I guess except for the mail. But he figured out he would contact her through Netflix. Now, I didn't think about this. How do you think he contacted her through Netflix? I, 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 I don't think there's a way you can message people, but my kids oftentimes like to change their profile to, like, different funny things. Well, they were still sharing an account, and Netflix allows up to five profiles that show up side by side. So he would change the names of each profile to write notes to her. No way. He would say, <laughs> I swear I'm innocent. Then the next one is, I love you. And the next one says, please talk to me on WhatsApp. <laughs> It's not clear if she ever called him back, but it does look like she didn't take him back, but that is pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty funny way to, take, to get back to her. That's like a Black Mirror episode, though. There's one where you can eliminate every anybody that you don't want in your life anymore. You go, and it fuzzes them, and you never see or hear them again. Oh, it, that's amazing. You like that? It's great, yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> so that's basically what she did to him. Amy, what's going on today with you? I have a mammogram today. So that's going to be exciting. What about you? Um, I have to take Stanley to the vet. I have uh, to go to the dentist at 2 o'clock. I know I have, like, cracks in a couple of my teeth. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the back ones. I, always, I, I grind my teeth at night, but every two years they kind of recrack because I don't wear my mouth guard. And it's not that I'm against a mouth guard. I start treating like like the anti-maskers. <laughs> I refuse. Mouth guards. Yeah. Um, it's just I forget and then I lose it and then the dog chews on it. No, no. Do they get mad at you when you go to the dentist? Like they treat you like a kid? It's a mix because I think a little bit, yes, but a little bit they're just glad I'm back because they're charging me more money. Oh, that's true. You know, yeah, business has got to stay in float. Um, I have an interview with Nightline, which I just saw. Really? About breaking Bobby Bones. That's cool. 
I don't know. I mean, I don't see that show. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I, mean, I, d- <laughs> I, I don't see that show, so I, I think it's still on ABC in the evening. <laughs> I think it's an ABC show, yeah. Late at night. Um, so just uh, a busy day today. But thank you guys for hanging out. Goodbye, friends. Mm. Bobby Bones. <laughs>